Welcome to the Think and Learn Smarter experience. Here I will sit down with people from all walks of life and talk with them about experiences that have shaped them. Everyone learns from their own experiences, but the best learn from the experiences of others. Now, let's get into it. So I'm here today with Liam Turner. Liam went to secondary school in Black Rock and is currently studying Bess in Trinity. Liam also played a good bit of rugby back in the day and is now currently playing for Leinster. Liam, I know you did the shoulder there recently enough and you've had the operation on it, but uh, I'm sure you're well on the mend now at this stage. Well on the road to recovery, so um, now it kind of came at a frustrating time, but sure, that's that's the sport I play, so it's kind of got to do with it, move on, take the positives from it. So. Exactly, yeah. I guess when you're playing rugby, it's nearly a rite of passage to like bad shoulders or camera shoulders yeah. at this stage. Yeah, exactly. And like to be fair, how I play in rugby now, but I've been lucky enough to kind of stay away from them. So uh, I suppose one is probably going to come down <laughs> the line. The one, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So and just got to look at it, take the positives from it. Um, a little bit more time in my hands and stuff, so I can fire away with college a bit more. Well, I tell myself that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much I'm doing it now, but uh, yeah. yeah. Getting through it, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you're kind of saying there you've had like kind of a good run of injuries. like So you've been playing rugby for a while. Mm. Uh, like, how did you find, like, where did you kind of decide to play rugby from? Or was it your parents or what was the kind of thing? Um, there was no, yeah, because I started playing, it was just down the road in Strabrook there. Uh, I started the minis there when I was five. Uh, just because I got my cousins were playing, they both played there. Um, I suppose just looking at a ball in my hands, of playing sports. So played a load of football as well, uh, tennis, golf. And uh, so that's what you do when you're a small kid, is play as, as many sports as you can. And then just kind of sort of when I once I got to the kind of secondary school, just fell in love with rugby. And just, just Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And of course, I guess when you choose Black Rock as the secondary school, like you don't really have a choice but to fall in love with rugby. Like yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. No, that's probably probably a little bit true. Kind of pushed <laughs> me pushed me in that direction a little bit. Um, but no, I, I absolutely loved it in there. Um, and obviously put me in a good position to get to where I am now. So can't, right. can't complain. For yeah. sure. For sure. And like BlackRock would be known for being a rugby school, but like in fairness, the academics would be fairly pushed as well. How would you find like, let's say going even like junior cert and then leaving cert mainly, how would you find like kind of balancing playing like high level rugby in BlackRock and kind of doing the leaving cert and whatnot? Yeah, um, like, I think with anyone, at times it was difficult uh, and sort of with the aura of being on a senior cup team as well, you thought you could probably get away with a little bit more as well. I know I certainly did at times, so um that i'd take might miss a bit of homework at the odd time and probably get away with it and the odd teacher wouldn't let you out. um but in terms of balancing it it was mostly like i've i felt it was okay but so like the main thing i think was just keep tip, tipping away at the homework it's not so much study it's stars here kind of Obviously now exams are an ex- exception. Like once they're like we exams, we didn't just have like a block of mocks in like February. We had Christmas exams and then our mocks uh, at Easter and then obviously Easter in the summer. But so, but just in terms of like during the term, just keep tipping away at the homework and then once exams come, you can stick the head in the books. You're good but, to go then, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're saying that some teachers kind of give you a bit of like leniency mm. being mm. on the cup team with that. Mm. Was there anyone in particular that like they kind of made a point nearly of? You're on the cup team. You need to be at a higher standard than everyone else, or was there anything like that? Um, no, I don't think there. I don't think there. There was that. I could say, but there were definitely teachers who 
if you tried to push their buttons, they there was not no, yeah, exactly, not having any of it on the slightest. Uh, especially my maths teacher, Mr. Costello, uh, he was definitely one who would take no shit. But uh, yeah, no, so like exactly that kind of just kept you kept you on your toes a little bit. Um, yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Yeah. And uh, what subjects did you do then for the leaving cert? And like, because you went for best, and presumably, so mm-hmm. you had to kind of pick your subjects based on that. Yeah, uh, I did uh, applied maths, physics, biology, French, and history. To be fair, I loved maths in school. Um, don't know how good at it I was, but I loved it anyway. So I kind of, and that's kind of what I saw in school: do something you like, so it's just far easier to study for and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, now because I did those three as well, and mm-hmm. it's like. They're more the better ones where like if you do any economics or history, you kind mm-hmm. of just have to learn a lot of stuff off. Yeah. There's at least physics and, and applied math is more just being able to do the principles. Yeah, and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you find that like was there any subject in particular you found a little bit trickier or anything? Or um physics I did at it took a while for it to like click with me. Um I didn't really click until sort of leading up to the maths where I kind of really understand everything and had a good grasp of it. But before that, I did feel a bit lost at times. And then history, not so much the difficulty of it, just taking in all the information. I had a bit of a disaster in my history exam and, and the leading, which which wasn't great. But uh, so, so if I could change one thing, I probably wouldn't have done history. I would have probably done accounting or something. Because mm-hmm. um, again, love, love numbers and stuff. And I just, I'm better at numbers than writing big essays. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of one subject, but yeah, physics was probably until it kind of clicked was probably the one I struggled with most. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like the most like you have to kind of understand the material before mm-hmm. you actually start learning it off. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Why did you choose best in the end? Because like, and also like, why Trinity? Because like with Leinster now, because you would have had your eye on that for a while. Mm-hmm. Like the sub academy and academy is based in UCD. So mm-hmm. any thoughts on why you went to Trinity? I would have went uh, saying there was probably a bit of rugby thought involved because uh, Tony Smeal is, is the head coach there and I would have had a good relationship with him because he coached first year in school and then he'd always do come in for sessions with seniors and stuff like that. Um, so I would have had a good relationship with him then. And then just kind of hearing around the block who was going to UC, seeing who I'd have to be kind of, if I wanted to play AIL, like who I would have wanted to be or who I would have been competing with. I just saw Tony thought Trinity was probably a better option and then my dad went to Trinity as well and he absolutely loved it there he said it was great great crack so yeah. um that was another kind of pushing factor in that direction uh-huh. yeah. no, that makes sense for sure and uh well, why best then of like because mm-hmm. you, you know as you went to Trinity but like you could have done anything else um I think just the variety, variety of options it gives um uh, that was probably the biggest factor because coming out of six years I wasn't completely sure what I wanted but I didn't really have a clue what I wanted <laughs> yeah. to do in terms of post life after rugby and stuff if hopefully rugby continues on but um so yeah i think just the variety of options the, the many roads you can go down is probably, I felt it was probably the best choice for me yeah that makes yeah. sense and you've touched on like rugby and hopefully it goes on for a while mm. but like you've been kind of playing at a pretty high level like age group the whole way up like mm. even from like second year playing senior cup or sorry playing junior cup how would you find like going on those like junior cup runs to the final win and a third year same thing mm-hmm. like was the process the same like for second and third year or was it different or how did you find it um uh, no it would have been different because second year obviously uh i'm the young lad there so kind of have to be quiet not really say well no what, what i kind of felt like i had to do didn't really think i had much of a say just did what i was told and just got on with things while in third year you're playing with all your mates from your year and stuff so 
Um, and I, I think, oh, yeah, I was captain for, for the junior cup teams. So there was that little bit of added responsibility. Uh, so, yeah, the processes were different, especially sort of, obviously, the junior cert as well, uh, in third year as well. So that, that added a little bit of pressure. But, um, yeah, not widely different, but a few little things that kind of, yeah, yeah. You're more like at ease when you have this first year done. Kind of exactly. Like yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny because I remember we played Jews in the first round in the mm -hmm. junior cup. And, mm -hmm. like, it was just like, I remember we had, we had a tactic because, like, we knew you kind of went wide a good bit. And like Matt Martin, who's our number eight, we're yeah. like, right, we put him in like the 12, 13 channel. Mm -hmm. Problem was, he just were like literally breaking through the middle. We'd suck in, they played wide, and then yourself and Alan Thompson just scored. Yeah, yeah I like, actually remember that try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's a sick player. Um, yeah, he was, he was a bit of a beast back in school. Yeah, that time. For sure. Rapid. Yeah, yeah. And then, so like, you went straight away from Junior Cup into Senior Cup in fourth mm -hmm. year. How did you find the step up from like junior cup straight to senior cup? Yeah, definitely a big, just in terms of big step, but just in terms of people are a lot bigger and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it took me a while to kind of settle myself and get used to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the big, yeah, the big thing was the physicality of it. People are a lot bigger. Um, I thought kind of my my knowledge was all right up to speed with everyone else but it was took a while to to get used to the physicality definitely yeah uh -huh. yeah it was mad because like in that fourth year you had played like one of probably the best games in like senior cup history against belvedere i think mm -hmm. it was did i go to a replay that time as well yeah or, it did yeah. yeah 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 and um it's mad because i remember hearing the story like afterwards when he got when he got knocked out and one of the lads who's playing with you in uh, in, in leinster now tommy o'brien mm -hmm. like him getting injured like he was a uh, I did, was there some sort of thing after the game rant that you had or what? Or? Yeah, so whenever, if either if you win or uh, no matter if you win or lose, whenever the last game of the year is, everyone comes back to the school and uh, you have your dinner and then each player comes up and gives says their thank yous or whatever. And then, yeah, uh, that's it sort of, I wouldn't say a ceremony, but then our, like our principal and coaches come up and just thank all the parents and stuff like that for, for, uh, for the year, basically. And yeah, yeah, for all the support. Mm -hmm. and it's mad like those like traditions that build up over the years because you probably like when you're in first and second mm -hmm. you probably see those senior cup players kind of coming mm -hmm. back to the school and so you probably always want to do that as well yeah 100 percent. like um when i was in national school um so i, I originally had a, a place in andrews for to go in first year um but then uh my cousins they all went to black rock and my eldest cousin jackie would have played played junior cup senior cup played Irish 20s was in Leinster setup for a while and when I was in junior school uh he won but he won the junior cup in third year and I remember we all went back to the school afterwards and I just fell in love with it um mm -hmm. so I think my parents saw that so they applied for a place and obviously yeah that's there you go, yeah. yeah exactly it's funny all went from like, there yeah I doubt there's ever going to be a single interview but half a decade where they'll talk about oh the Black Rock 13 jersey and mm -hmm. you got yourself and Ring Rose and then Tommy Bryan like it's mm -hmm. It's mad, like I'm. I'm, assuming, I'm presuming, like when you're playing, you're kind of thinking of people who've gone before, and mm -hmm. even like Ringrose is there when you're first year. That so, mm -hmm. what was it like, kind of when you got a chance to play with, like I know you played with Tommy earlier, but there's Tommy and Guy Ringrose in Leinster as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, um, it's a bit, a bit crazy. Yeah, sort of. I haven't haven't actually played with Gary yet, but even even just training with him and the likes of Hugo Keenan and stuff, just the way they train, sort of their attitude to training, um, their every day they're clued in and what they want to do and um, set the best example for everyone around them and likes of Kaylin, Tommy as he said um yeah it's just, just kind of I just 
try copy what they do basically because they're obviously going very well so <laughs> they have they have some for the sort of formula that's working for them so um yeah definitely did you have any kind of like i'm not gonna say like welcome to leinster moment but like where you're at training and someone does something unbelievable or you kind of realize like these lads are at a ridiculous level um think about it now there's not probably not one moment i think sort of when it was first year cat so first pre-season um the internationals were away that summer I can't, I can't remember what tour it was i don't know i don't know where they were but then i remember they all came back then sort of towards the end so end of august or whatever and just like it was just seeing people that i've been watching on the tv when i was like 10 here beside i'm like telling them what to, to do something they're telling me to do something it's just i found it very weird like uh but yeah to be fair it actually doesn't take that long to get used to and they're all very all very sound all very welcoming and yeah yeah and so it all worked out in the end thankfully mm-hmm. no because they always say that like Leo Cullen and Stuart and all them like make an effort to have like this mm-hmm. academy and academy players like even if you miss a session to kind of go through which is after and all mm-hmm. that so how like how quickly did you feel like a part of the squad or was it straight away or was it a few months um ago? I just straight away I would say definitely um like you said not just Leo and Stuart but there's a great supporting cast below them um, the likes of our academy manager Noel McNamara and there's a few like uh, skill development guys uh, like Kieran Hallett uh, Dennis Leamy is in at the moment uh, so yeah they do a fantastic job of maybe we're not training with seniors every day but just making sure that we're keeping up to speed and what they're doing and going through their training sessions and stuff with us um, and then like when we have an A game we're obviously playing the same way as the seniors do it all filters down the whole way so yeah yeah, yeah and uh, you touched on Noah Mack there as well, because mm-hmm. you had him for a few, like Adam and Aaron 18s and the whole way up as well. Mm-hmm. What was it like kind of having that same, like kind of same coach for a few years? Yeah, great. Uh, me and Noah got out. I, I, did, I, I think it really benefited me anyway, because I could build a, a relationship with him. And obviously, he's, a, he's the academy manager at the moment. Um, yeah, that's exactly it. He's a great coach. Um, knows uh, an outrageous amount about the game. Um and he's a diehard fan of it, which is probably the biggest thing. So, um, yeah, no, I'd love playing for him. Um, yeah, he's great. No, yeah. No, he's a great man. No, it's mad because he actually used to be the maths teacher back in our school. Mm. And I remember because I used to sit at the front in like third year and he'd give us a bit of work to do. And like I was sitting like maybe two or three meters away from his desk and he couldn't put in the earphones, but you could hear him like turn on, like and you could hear like an Aussie twang talking with the breakdown mm-hmm. while the rest was doing maths. Like he wouldn't, he didn't, he didn't like spare a single second. He'd be really, like, yeah. Rugby, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's gas because I was fun of mad if he'd always use like rugby analogies in the classroom, like he'd be mm-hmm. always saying like control the controllables. And like I think another one he used, which is more like a rugby context, like kind of be the be like an all star to things that require no skills at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, would he have carried those traits into the Irish side as well? Yeah, big time. Um, I think that's a quote from Paul O'Connell, actually, be the best of the things that take no skill. Um, yeah, definitely, especially kind of through 20s, there are always the messages before our big games because um, they're the fundamentals of the game. If you do them right, you're, you'll find yourself, you'll manage to find yourself in a good place. So, um, yeah, no, 100%. He has these his core messages and core beliefs, I think, and uh, he carries them with him. Yeah, for definitely. sure. Yeah. And I found it funny that he was saying, like, when you entered our 20s and Back in Ireland, eighteen, when I think he lost to Wales, was it? And he was saying, yeah. that uh, that this group of two years time will win a Grand Slam. Yeah, yeah. And he said it funny because he said that you remember that as well back in thing. Yeah. What made you like kind of what did what stuck? Why did that moment stick out for you? Or can you remember why? Or uh, I don't really know because I think that for that eighteen trip, 
Uh, there are three games. First one was against Italy, second against England, and then third against Wales. And I started the first two, probably didn't play the best I had because I hear as I, I was in fifth year. I t- I, that was the last actually injury I had. I tore my hamstring and I was out for pretty much the whole year until right at the end. So I was a little bit rusty or whatever and didn't play great. So I d- didn't start the third game. And but then when I came out, I came on at halftime and actually probably to that day played the best I played in an Irish jersey. I got, got my first try and stuff. So um, I just remember proper buzzing after it. Um, and I think I think we actually won that game. Uh, yes, yeah, that was. So we we were behind by two tries, I think, and then we pulled it back, managed to get ourselves ahead, and then they had to kick right in front of the posts in the last play of the game to win it, and your man pulled it and missed it. So everyone was absolutely buzzing <laughs> after that, and I think. That's kind of why it stuck in my head. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, he called it one hundred percent. It's yeah, mad like yeah. that that can happen. And I'm presuming there's like a lot of that team, that Ireland eighteen's team, who went to play Ireland twenties as mm-hmm. well. Like, yeah. uh, uh, would have been many people who kind of like were there. Will say like, you know, you'd hear the names in second and third. You heard the best players, and like, would have been many that kind of stuck the whole way up with you. Yeah, definitely. I think you see Craig Casey now uh, yeah. playing for Ireland. He was definitely one that was kind of always talked about, like the Sean French. Went to Prez Cork, another man who was always talked about from right from when we were in second, third year, and he's come the whole way through. Um, yeah, there's plenty of them. Um, plenty of them, definitely. And the, but like, likes so of there's other lads who you never would have heard of as well who managed fifth or sixth year just turn into an absolute beast and uh, I come out of nowhere, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's always kind of a mix, which is obviously good, I think. exactly. Yeah, no, it's funny because like I remember in when the early 20s happened. Uh, one of my mates from home, Nan Murray, because he's playing yeah, the yeah. players going football with him, and he was yeah. there. Like, there's a picture of me playing with him with under 16s, and like, I'm five foot ten, and he's six foot five, and mm-hmm. the thing is, like, you're playing the wrong sport, like, you're playing <laughs> yeah. the rugby. Yeah. And then, like, three years later, you see him lining up with yourselves for the, like, I know. For the grand slams. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's playing the European Cup game this year. Uh... And, like, how would you find, would say, the balance between the course, like, best, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, actually playing for Leinster or kind of trend away? Um, yeah, I wouldn't lie saying it, it is. Similar kind of senior rugby and leaving there, it, it is difficult at times because like the days are long. Um, we're in the in the building from about seven in the morning till sometimes four o'clock in the afternoon, so it it is hard to tip away this. But like, I think uh, over the last year with me anyway, to be fair to Trinity, uh, I've been sort of fairly into it, having along the way because uh, I had a few blunders in first and second year. Uh, especially kind of when I was with the sevens because being away and stuff kind of drifted on didn't really tell anyone <laughs> and then just things <laughs> didn't, didn't go very well but pulled through learned my lesson from that and yeah no, they've been they've been great help to be fair to them mm-hmm. uh, big time yeah and uh, you touched on the sevens there so like back in like 2019 like December mm-hmm. so you kind of like you had a chance to go and play with the sevens mm-hmm. was that always kind of like would you always have liked to do that done that or what was kind of the thought process there um it's no, it wasn't something I gave a huge amount of talk, uh, thought to, but uh, the opportunity just kind of arose and the Celtic Cup with the Leinster A had just finished um, and there wasn't going to be really opportunities for myself, obviously playing with seniors and stuff. So um, the opportunity came to, to play with the, train with the Sevens and first couple of weeks went really well, so they decided to keep me on and uh, yeah, got my first cap and where was it Cape Town I think um, and yeah I went from there which was it was good crap it was a great experience yeah in fairness like you did stop at all passports to go and play with the sevens like you could have gone Hong Kong City and mm-hmm. that 
And was there ever like the Lord Olympics that would you ever been interested in doing that now? Or was yeah, there? no, hundred percent. I think um, it was quite the qualifiers were absolutely. They were supposed to be in June, and the big two we had to be France basically if we wanted to get in. Um, but yeah, like Olympics, only like very few people can say they're an Olympian. So like, oh, the yeah. opportunities opportunity was there. What a one hundred percent taken it. Yeah, definitely. No, it's mad because like even just earlier on last week, I was doing a bit of work in the UCD. And I just see one of the lads doing like absolute killing himself in the runs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who is this machine? Mm. And after a while, I head over to him. It's just it's Adam Levy there, absolutely killing himself. As mad because I was like a down week, and he was telling me like the kind of re- fitness regime they had. Like mm-hmm. they're there doing runs like 40, 50 minute sessions, like four, four or five times a week. Yeah. <laughs> they're really Olympic. Uh, uh, they're one hundred percent are. Yeah, no, I I know all about them. Obviously, with when lockdown first came in, back back in. March or whatever, we we come train obviously so they're sending out our, our running sessions every week and yeah, there were some dark, dark, dark mornings down in Strawberry. Oh, sure. Uh yeah, one hundred percent. They're very tough, but obviously they work, so yeah, gotta do them. Yeah, do, yeah, exactly. But it's it's even harder because I felt bad for him. He brought him he brought out a friend of his as well, mm-hmm. but like when you're doing it on your own, it's a lot harder to keep that motivation. Like at least yeah. in a group and someone's a few meters ahead, you can kind of, mm. you know, set yourself a smaller goal. Mm. Like, in uh, fairness to the sevens, they're, de- they're definitely going to earn their trip to Japan. Yeah, I'm sure. big time, 100%. Hopefully they'll, they'll pull through it. No doubt they will. Yeah. Um, but, you know, fingers crossed. Definitely. Uh-huh. And there's, like, a good few people who've, like, transferred from the sevens to the fifteens game, like, what, even Will and Hugo recently mm-hmm. enough. And I can't remember, is the South Africa from Munster as well? Uh, the- yeah, uh, Shane Daly, Jimmy O'Brien as well, Lancaster oh, yeah. as well. And um, there's a fair few in there. I think all four of them are in the Irish squad now at the yeah, moment. So, like, yeah, so yeah, it's crazy. Exactly. Yeah, clear. And that's kind of what they said to me at the very start. And at the time, before I joined, they said that to me. And at the time, I was like, oh, sure, you're not. But then, like, you see Hugo doing outrageously. Hugo and Will doing outrageously well. Jimmy's playing unbelievably for Lancer at the moment. And obviously, Shane is doing fantastically as well. So, and there's definitely a pathway. Uh, it's not a bad, a bad thing to do. Yeah, yeah like yeah. in fairness, we're trying to defend in sevens and rows of fifteens. It nearly be it nearly makes fifteens look easy in terms mm-hmm. of like one-on-one tackles and comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what would it be like the biggest learnings would say you've had like coming into the Lancer setup and you're like, right, I need to improve this area of my game, or mm-hmm. I didn't even see the game that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of the the detail that kind of is like um they always say to us when you watch a rugby match don't watch it as a fan watch it as a student and you know Stuart that's a credible man for the game and um yeah just sort of like you, you see we're in meetings and stuff and he explains a certain thing a certain picture it's like i would have never seen that so, yeah yeah um but that's sort of what the whole as a young player that's what the whole process is it's absorb being a sponge and absorbing as much information as you can making sure you write it down and recalling it and just implanting that in your mind yeah uh-huh. and when he says like a student of the game because some like bandwagon fan like myself would just watch mm-hmm. for the big hits and stuff like mm-hmm. what would you the 13 be looking for then like just lines of running or what or uh lots of lots of different things in terms of actually like, how teams play defensively are they do they hold two in the backfield are they one or do they run a pendulum um do they are they narrow? Are they widely spaced fill the field or kind of they are they narrow and they try to push you teams to the side? Um in terms of team attack, uh how do they play off the touchline? Do they always play the same way or do they like get to the middle of the field and then come back, try to beat teams down the final side? So loads of loads of different things you kind of want to see. And then in terms of watching individual players, it's just seeing like how they read the game defensively, defensive reads, 
how they position themselves and attack the work they do off the ball and there's so so many different yeah. things that you can that you can that you can watch um but yeah, it's just about kind of knowing what areas you think you need to get better and then obviously seeing how the best do it and just learning from that yeah yeah it's like there's so many rabbit holes you can go down exactly yeah yeah, but, uh, yeah. is there any parts of your game that you feel come naturally because like it always seemed like you'd have been a good like reader of the game mm-hmm. or would you have to work on that or what um you yeah you can always get better but i would say that's probably especially sort of in defense defensive reads I'd, I'd say are a strong point but then again i find uh a part i can work on is actually finishing off so obviously i'll make the read obviously i'll make the read but then just finishing off the tackle yeah. or whatever that's definitely an area of work on for me um Things well with ball in hand. Obviously, I'm quite quick and quick in the back of my feet. So back of my one and one. Um, yeah. So just they're probably the two areas I think uh, that I'm pretty good at. Yeah, yeah naturally. Yeah. yeah. No, it's funny because I remember we played you in like sixth year. Like I think it was like a challenge game in like December. Mm-hmm. And I always remember this play because like it was a four and three for yourselves, and you had like a dummy runner coming short and. The lad inside me kind of saw that and let him go. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like, I, I think I called like hammer or something, which is like push up. And, it's, yeah. and as soon as I called hammer, you just looked and just went switch. And like, immediately, like I was screwed because I was going up full pace and whoever was your winger just didn't read it and you, like, yeah. you dropped the ball. But it was just like, it took you like half a second to realize that. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think that's just, if you watch the best, um, sort of, as you said, Gary, um, of sort of, Golden Bart, all those sort of lads. They always just they're always looking in front. They're not looking uh, at the ball. They're looking at front. What's happening in front of them? What are the defense doing? And it's that split second that they're able to make a decision with the best players in the exactly. world. Like exactly, exactly yeah. yeah, yeah. And what players do you say in the Leinster team like have that? Like we we'll say, do you always talk about like seeing the full, seeing the full picture or like mm-hmm. being able to read the game the best? Like of course, like Sexton be considered like generally the obvious candidate. But is there yeah. any players like further at the backfield, like you know, a winger or center mm-hmm. or anything? um like all of them like that's sort of why they're there if you know what i mean that you know we're one of the best most successful clubs in europe and there's probably a reason for that um robbie gary as i said johnny but like the likes of ross Byrne, harry Byrne, um just the way they can as i said earlier like just see what's in front of them and make a split split second decision straight away and usually the right one so yeah. it's that sort that's a skill in itself being able to do that and that's as i said why why they why they are where they are uh-huh. and mm-hmm. like you had a chance to make your debut earlier in the season again mm-hmm. like no it wasn't with any fans so it might have been a little bit different than normal but uh it still was a chance like yourself dan silva was a kieran as well here and um, kieran parker, parker yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what was our experience like then because oh it's, yeah it was incredible now uh it's probably a bit weird well it wasn't so much weird for me because i had haven't really played in front of big crowds before but obviously making your senior debut is always going to be um a big occasion uh so it was a bit weird being an empty stadium or whatever because when you dream of it yes or yes it's packed and stuff but um yeah that was it was incredible um yeah, I just enjoyed every second of it. Blowing for pretty much every second of it as well, but absolutely loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you had a chance to get a few more caps before that happened as well. So, yeah, did you feel like and not to say more comfortable because you probably are never comfortable at that level, but like, mm-hmm. did you feel like you understood the role more? How's you know, yeah, definitely 100%. And because that's what you do each game, you learn from what you do, rewatch it, you learn what you could do better and what you did well, and you build on that, and obviously take those lessons into the next game. And I think did that pretty well yeah and like we'll say like when you're playing like even with black rock or leinster or trinity and you're playing at 13 like what would be the difference between that level and 
the like the Leinster level? Like, would you? Is it like purely like the speed? Is it or what's the difference? Um, yeah, there's a, a fair few things. Like speed is definitely definitely a big factor. Just the pace of the game is definitely a whole different level. Yeah. Uh, physicality as well. And sort of kind of the ability of the players you're you're up against. There's you know the best best players in in, in those clubs and in, in those provinces and stuff. So um, yeah, there's definitely a, I would say there is a big step up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And how did that compare to like playing with Darling Twenties then? Because you mm-hmm. play with like a lot of your mates from like years going up and mm-hmm. that, and then stepping into the bigger set to the bigger system. Did you like how did you find your Twenties experience? Oh yeah, no, it was it was it was great. Um, a few like, it was it was tough like because sort of the camp started in September um, and there'd be a two, three day camp. Is it two or three day? Two, two or three day camp every two weeks down in the, so you'd be staying in the San Mount Hotel and then you'd have four training sessions. Yeah, it was two days, four training sessions across the two days. Um, so yeah, like it, it was tough for them. Obviously once Six Nations came around, we were going really well. So um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah big time. And uh, so you had like, you're probably like, in, from the outset, I anyway, the best performance against Scotland. Was there any of the games in particular that you felt like you're kind of like on top or you know you're in the zone with like um the France game definitely I think um sort of after beating England and stuff because uh, before the Six Nations everything's about it. the first game was England everything's about them once got over that hump I think um France are always going to be kind of a scary team to come up against especially with the players they had uh, playing for them so that was sort of uh one that was kind of really eyeing and felt especially kind of defensively i was i was in a great place going into that and i think yeah no, the, the, the whole team that whole 23 did incredibly well and managed to pull through thank god uh-huh, yeah. yeah and then you managed to like win like win the grand slam which is the first time mm-hmm. i think it's since like the keen healy sort of year and yeah. i think so yeah joining yeah. some elite company there yeah no, and it was pretty slick yeah it, <laughs> it was good for Noel mac as well because he had a little bit of stick from the year before so it's kind of good to show up yeah and i think that was I, I remember reading about it and stuff i think that was very unwarranted like i think the amount of injuries they had especially in the world cup was absolutely mental mm-hmm. um mental so now do that do not really take notice of any of that it's yeah, yeah. very unwarranted yeah mm-hmm. and how did you find like stepping up to like the leadership role because you would have been again captain of junior cup senior cup black rock mm-hmm. similar with like leinster and that did you was that easy for you going as Ireland setup or how you um find it? no I don't, I don't think so i think it took me a little bit of time to find, find my, my feet uh, i've been going to that role immediately um sort of middle of six nations that i got brought into the leadership group i think um yeah no i think once you kind of build that respect with people around you that's kind of when you find feeling you feel comfortable and that's sort of what happened for me and once i got that yeah i, I felt I did feel comfortable in the position yeah mm-hmm. and uh, so who would have been like the biggest leaders in the team would you say or who were the ones like driving it um there wasn't just one there was a like there's a group a real solid group lads you'd David Hawkshaw, Charlie Ryan, Craig, Jake Flannery, Josh Witcherly, um, Harry Byrne, um, they're the ones like Scott Penny. Um, there are so many. I think that's kind of why we're so successful. It wasn't just like one or two lads who were people depending on us. It. it really went through the whole group. You, you could find that leaders everywhere. And I think that's sort of why we went so well. Yeah. Yeah, so as you were saying, like you had a good like depth of leadership mm-hmm. group, like you know, mm-hmm. I think Hawkshaw, your captain, went down injured, and mm-hmm. you were able to have like Harry Byrne or Jake Flannery step in. Mm-hmm. That like it was a shame though when you got to the actual Rugby World Cup, where like 
no one, no team can prepare for what, I don't know how many injuries you had, like 12 or 15 or something. Yeah, it was crazy. Very frustrating because I have the first win in the first game, but it, it took its toll. I think <laughs> in that game alone, we lost like five, five players, five or six. Uh, but like, I can't remember the injuries now, but they were, they were big players I were missing. Uh, but like the lads who came over did a fantastic job as well. Uh, but obviously the injuries do take its toll and that, that was kind of sort of the most frustrating thing going in so like it didn't go as well as we would have would have hoped um obviously it's a red card in, in the second game as well didn't help but um yeah yeah that, yeah exactly that, but i think that's sort of the thing with the junior world cup you're playing a game every four four or five days especially yeah. the, it's every four days in in the group stage which is just mental i don't know like it takes a toll on your body, <laughs> trust me, because um, you're coming up against some big boys. But uh, yeah, it, it is again, like as I was saying earlier, it is what it is. What it is with injuries, they're always going to come in rugby, so you just kind of got to deal with them. Yeah, they're literally they're, like that's the sports nutritional sport, I guess. Yeah, yeah. One, one of the only good things is that you got a chance to captain Ireland in that case. It was, I think, it was the last game, was it? Yeah, yeah so. last group stage game against Italy. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely something that was unexpected, but it was. 100% an honor, it was crazy. Um, and thankfully, we got the win as well. So, sure. I can say I was a 100% record in, in that as being a captain for Ireland. But, uh, you know, it's great. Uh, for sure. And uh, was it in Japan? Was it the World Cup or uh, Argentina? Argentina, yeah. yeah, yeah. What was it like? Because I know you've been on trips before abroad, mm-hmm. but like that was probably the longest trip away mm-hmm. in the rugby team. What was the whole experience like? You're just living away. Yeah, it was a bit crazy. I think we were there for five weeks in total. Uh, so, it, it was a yeah, four and a half, five weeks. Uh, so, it's, it is a long haul. Um, but you're there, you're there with your mates, and you start going a bit mad now towards the end. But with some experience, to be fair, you know, yeah, I wouldn't change any of it, definitely. It was uh, great. And was it like kind of a split, like you know, the way I would say, like even on the lines, where like you have like the Saturday team and the midweek team, and midweek team might be enjoying themselves in Argentina a bit more. Mm-hmm. Was that going on, or, like with all the lads injured or anything? Or? Uh, no, 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 to be fair, it wasn't because like there, there's only a squad of 26 out there at a time that was the max you could have, so and like 26, unlike. Uh, a normal game of rugby where you have 23 and you've eight subs, you have 26 available players, and but like, you still only have the eight subs, but everyone can come on. So, like, everyone, to be fair, is clued in because you know, you never know, you might be stepping onto the pitch. So, uh, no, that and to be fair, like, with the short turnarounds, there isn't much time for, for messing around like <laughs> yeah, that. Sure, so, yeah. uh, yeah, that makes sense, right? So, like, geez, I didn't even realize that. So, the lads who would be like flying out, like, if someone got injured, mm. they'd be like straight in, like, you'd mm. be playing in three days, yeah, yeah, like, no, like, was it before? So, we played England twice, uh, but we played them in the second and the first game out of the group stage, uh, so our fourth game. And Dave Ryan arrived the day before or something, and was starting the next day, um, which, uh, obviously, after I think it's like a 15 hour flight or Jesus. something, uh, it's 15 hour flight, and then it's like a seven, it was a seven hour journey from the airport to where 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 we were playing so uh not ideal preparation no. for a game but yeah so it is it does t- it is a bit crazy how it's all kind of planned out or whatever yeah just that's mental like in fairness he's there about making his Ireland debut for the 20s and then mm-hmm. just what 70 or 15 hour flight and all that and yeah straight into it yeah Jeez, yeah and like because like most professionals would want to have like a proper would say week in advance or mm-hmm. preparation but like I would say, apart from those kind of flights where you're going like those like lengths of time in the air, how would you like normally prepare for games? Have you got like a routine you do during the week or um, yeah, no, yeah, probably it's probably usually the same routine depending what what day the uh, the game is on the weekend. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to get sort of all my um, 
detailed on kind of early early on in the week and then as you get closer to the game can just sort of concentrate on my own game and make sure I have everything nailed down myself and uh yeah that's how I sort of prepare myself for for a game yeah 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 and would you have any like let's say similarities between us I've mentioned Omac before because he's a maths teacher and he's mm-hmm. also Ireland coach so you'd always use similarities between the two would you have noticed any time like when you were studying for leaving cert or doing exams for best when you weren't playing sevens mm-hmm. uh that there are similarities in the way you approached it or anything or um yeah probably yeah probably like uh Sort of, uh, trying to think now. Sorry, what? Yeah, no, no, you're all good. You're all good. Um, think. I sort of, I just like to see things. If you know, just watch things, see how things are done. Uh, sort of take down how things are done, and then just recall. So the big, big thing for me is recall. Just taking notes and then never looking at them again they're obviously never going to go in your head to whether you're studying for exams or you're looking at video on, on studying a team you're going to play against so I taking to seeing what they're doing seeing what you want to study uh taking down what taking down the information then but going back to it and going over it and that's kind of what it instills it in your in, in your head and yeah I'd definitely do that for both uh-huh. and like how would you and i'm kind of pivoting back towards let's mm-hmm. say black rock and that but like how would you find like the school itself apart from like just the rugby like in general oh i absolutely love this yeah to be fair now i know it gets a bit of stick sometimes uh but uh, my experience there was incredible um loved every single year of it made some absolutely amazing friends um had great relationships with all the teachers uh principal alan mcginty um i actually honestly wouldn't change anything about it absolutely loved it um which i'm lucky enough to say thankfully yeah yeah, yeah. fair enough and like, was there much stuff you got involved in, say, apart from the leaving cert or just rugby, or was it kind of just the two? Um, probably towards the end, so fifth and sixth year, that yeah, they would be probably the two most prominent ones. But before that, would have loved athletics in the summer term. Um, so yeah, it was more mainly sport based. I mean, yeah. Not always rugby, but it would have mainly been sports that I didn't really. Do, do do much else in there, yeah. Yeah, in fairness, you're yeah. flat out with that, like, but yeah, probably exactly. Seven, yeah, seven or eight sessions a week, I'd say. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, but uh, were you ever given, like, let's say, leadership roles outside of rugby or anything in the school, or was that kind of did you have a chance to do that or anything? Um, thinking about it now, probably to be honest, probably not. Uh, oh, no, no, sorry, so. Each year is split into six different houses. Um, so it's like 30 in a house or whatever. There's 200, yeah, 200 in each year, six different houses. And it's a big old year. Um, so yeah, and then each house has two house captains. Um, so I was I was one of them for third, fourth, fifth, and sixth year, I think. Um, yeah, now they might don't have a huge role and stuff, but in sixth year you do because you're organizing sort of the graduation and different things like that. So um and, and the night out and stuff like that you're organizing that as well which is good, good. yeah exactly has to be a good one Absolutely. um so yeah and I, again sort of felt comfortable in that role um and barry, barry sullivan and james burke were sort of uh my two partners in crime uh, for most of the time so uh we, we got on very well yeah that's the main yeah. thing yeah exactly yeah and um so like yeah because i think sting and rock were like if you're in fort or if you make the senior cup team or now play with the Leinster underage underage groups Mm-hmm. Uh, for the interbros and stuff so like you made it in the fortress so you had to play with 18s mm-hmm. like how did you find like say playing with 
lads apart from the Black Rock lads for like maybe the first time in Leinster. Yeah, it would definitely would have been a bit weird, hundred percent, because you know when you're in school, uh, school rivalries, as, as you know, are very can be very strong at times. Um, like it might have been weird for first week or two, but very quickly, even you just become mates with them, and it it, it, it does take a while. But um, in terms of like actually being able to play well with each other on the pitch, because it takes time to know how they play and stuff, but. In terms of getting on and stuff ah, straight away you, you, you're, you're really good mates yeah exactly no because that's like 18's team i remember like he i think did you win it but i um who was it monster bet you by like three points in the last yeah. game or something but like yeah. you managed to win it by five or points difference. yeah it was some something weird to do a points difference or something i think i think we'd lost to them in the first game uh because we played them twice and then beat them in that game and donny brook if i remember correctly but we had to beat them by four points or something we managed to beat them by four points in the top but i remember it, uh there was a bit of controversy after because they thought they had won because they thought we'd have to beat them by five or some something weird like that um but now it got sorted out in the end yeah so let's end up winning as per usual yeah, exactly so exactly as it should be uh-huh. and then like that continued like for what 19th and 20th mm-hmm. as well where we got one of the interpros like from the outside it seems like it's kind of like a, a smooth sort of run but it's running like Harder moments that you had, like personally, with say playing with the underage groups. Um, nineteens probably. Uh, yeah, that was probably the most difficult one because um, I'd had that hamstring and injury and stuff like that. Uh, I just, I just wasn't really playing well. I wasn't happy with how I was playing. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was probably sort of a little obstacle for me. Uh, but I thankfully pulled through it and managed. To, yeah, playing again and yeah, yeah, playing well again. Um, thankfully, so yeah, usual yeah. service back in the day, like exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And would many lads would say that uh, I kind of mentioned before were like the cup players who kind of stood out back then, like in second, third, you played the whole way up. Mm-hmm. Was there many lads would say who you could have kind of told from 15 or 16, like that fella's eyes oh, is a bit different? Yeah, like the likes of Scott Penny, uh, Dave Hawkshaw, Berdo, Michael Millen. Do you know yeah. your man, Michael Millen? Um, he was meant to go to Congress, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard of that. Could have done what he was playing for, bro. Yeah. No, he's, 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 a, he's a big boy. He's a good player. Um, then one of my good friends as well, Thomas Clarkson, I would have known from from a young age that he was going to do well. And he obviously is at the moment. So, um, yeah. He's got a good few caps for Nancy now. Yeah, actually. God. I don't know what number he's on now. I think he's over 10. Jeez. Yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's doing very well for himself. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, that's one thing with Lance, like, I think you were saying earlier that there's like, what was it, 35 caps for the people who are in the academy still yeah, this year? Yeah, 36 or something. 36, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's probably more at the weekend as well. Yeah, yeah. So like, how would you find, we'll say, like, because you're, you're saying there's lads who stood at the whole way up, like uh, Berto, Scott Penny, those mm-hmm. lads you're saying, and they're kind of breaking through Leinster as well. Mm-hmm. Would it, like, does it make it better that you kind of know them going in as well? Because a lot of you making your debuts around the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, because you just... It gives that a little bit more of comfort if you know you know yeah. what I mean. Um, like I would, Harry would have played ten the day I made my debut and played with him in twenties and stuff. So, yeah. um, it just gives you that a little bit more confidence. I think you're not completely lost. Uh, so yeah, it definitely does help. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And when you're playing with the Leinsters, I kind of mentioned already like the step up, but we'll say was there any bits of the game that you thought like would be different? And it's just like playing, not playing sailing, but like. You've been doing this since age of five. You know what you're kind of doing here. Um, but, like you weren't expecting that. You thought you'd yeah, harder. Yeah. Um. Probably. 
yeah, there's nothing really sticks out. Sort of, I think it it didn't take long to sort of get used to it, if you know what I mean. Um, probably initially, like in that first game against Everett, uh, first twenty minutes were it was definitely like oh holy shit. But uh, like as as I got a few more caps, um, definitely felt a bit more a bit more comfortable. I wouldn't say like there was a bit that just was the whole way through just came naturally. It was a bit easy, but I think once you get sort of your body tones up, if you know what I mean, like uh, uh, to the to the level of the game, I think you got used to it very quickly. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I said you said already it was strange because there wasn't a crowd there, but like mm. clearly still an unbelievable moment. Mm. Where would that game like rank? Because like you've had, you've had other big games, we'll say like mm. Ireland twenties or even mm. further back. Like how where would you like? What would you say is like your favorite game where you're kind of like the big the game that had the biggest impact on you? I'd I'd probably I'd have to say the senior debut definitely. So it's been a dream of mine since. Gosh, since a little kid so yeah. um yeah no i have to say yeah the, the senior debut definitely against ever yeah, yeah. No, i'm sure that that makes sense right yeah 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 and um and you're saying that you didn't have as much time to say working with gary ringrose and that because mm. like they're kind of way at the ireland team mm. what like what what lessons have you learned from like people like him was saying the last year or two that you've had a chance to kind of see closer up um like i said earlier just sort of the, their day-to-day attitude towards coming into the day just everything they do whether it's out in the pitch to uh, keep on top of their skills um their communication out in the pitch but even the way like they're approaching the gym and stuff in meetings how like uh how much they communicative they are um just the amount of knowledge they have yeah that's definitely yeah would, would there be any young lads like piping up and saying like if you didn't do a bit of analysis uh kind of critiquing the other lads or not have too much at all um there's some balls yeah no you definitely probably not not a whole to be honest not a whole huge amount from the young young lads but sort of the guys who are who've kind of made a name for themselves already i think yeah definitely it's because like it's needed so if you have young lads who are quiet and don't say anything like um you're not going to go well because the most important one of the most important things out in pitch is is uh communication and yeah so um like it takes a while, I think, to learn that. But once you get that nailed down, yeah, definitely, definitely it comes through. Sure. Yeah, and uh, I know, like, it's a bit of a shame that you had the shoulder injury during the like during the Six Nations block, mm-hmm. but like, it, and like they got their big games against Toulon and all that coming up. Mm-hmm. So, like, would you be hope would you would you be hoping to get a few more caps this season, or is it kind of more next season? Or um, I, to, to be honest, I I really know no idea. To be honest, um, it should it depends on everything. Depends how rehab goes it's going really well at the moment um i'm just looking forward to getting back on the pitch and obviously if, if i get a chance to play again I, yes please but i know there's a i know there's a few a games there'll be a few more a games and stuff like that so that's definitely something to attack and uh yeah so just just by getting back on the pitch no matter way it is if you know what i mean yeah um, just about getting back out there yeah mm-hmm. fair enough yeah and like is there any would say things that you talk going into leinster like you then Leicester Sub Academy, then Academy, then Senior. Is there things that you thought would be completely different and it was, you know, you're surprised when it came in? Um, Just sort of the togetherness in the group, the sort of, well, sort of, uh, I'd say the togetherness, everybody has the same for the club. Uh, it's go, it trickles right from the top down the whole way to the Sub Academy and the underage um that's probably definitely the, the big thing it's it, it's not just there's not so much separation between each level if you yeah. know what i mean it, all the the all the sort of um messages are the same the whole way through so that was definitely an eye-opener yeah yeah 
it's mad because I was finding like in most of their teams, we'll say there's like 20 players or so who play, but Leinster mm-hmm. managed to have like 40 plus plays per season. And I was finding mad like how like both they can keep everyone kind of happy and also like they kind of play the same way every time. Mm-hmm. Like, would you say that's because they make such an effort with individual players or is it just the culture? I know it's kind of hard to yeah. put something in predict. No, I think it's the culture. There's such uh, a drive that everyone's sort of on the same page. Everyone uh, knows where they need to be and what sort of uh, what sort of level is, is, is expected, if you know, you know what I mean? And yeah. everyone's sort of as I was saying earlier, on that same has that same vision, same goal of where we want to go, and I think if everyone knows that, everyone that tree goes through everyone, and that's how so many players are coming through, doing really well, and there's so much depth, depth in Lancer at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you reckon you get a chance to go back playing with Trinity anytime soon, or Ah, uh, God, you, you never know. Um, I'm not too sure when. Hopefully, that gets back running up, up soon. Uh, I know the lads are absolutely raring to go and yeah. um, they're doing some great challenges against some other like fitness challenges and stuff against some other i think it's lands and nace and stuff like that um so yeah you never know hopefully yeah i'd love, love to get back out with them yeah in fairness like it's a lot like at the start like lens would have to train themselves like during the lockdown like mm-hmm. they make you said it earlier about adam they're training away i know they can train themselves but even just that week on his own like how much easier do you find a training with like a group rather than just yourself or ah yeah it's 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 way easier it's just more fun like and you can kind of push each other on and kind of compete against each other if you're by yourself and just have your earphones in you're like it's wet and it's windy you're just like oh do i really want to be here like well if you're with a few even if you can just be someone else like one other person it's just far easier to 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 get things done like Uh, definitely and is there any I'm, I'm sure you're all out but is there anyone predictor who's ridiculously competitive to say like for everything they're playing table tennis or the key uh, shakes they just can't yeah. take it can't take losing yeah uh, yeah there's a, you'll find a few of them in there uh definitely uh <laughs> but i think that's why uh we're, the club's so good like you need that competitiveness you need that drive um and you need somebody's gonna fucking push push other people on and make sure the standards they their standards um are kept up by everyone else around them as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And would you find like a big difference between the culture with like like, like Leinster underage, Ireland twenties, and then mm-hmm. Leinster seniors, or mm-hmm. is it kind of all similar? Or what would you say? Um, yeah. As I was saying earlier, the core messages are all the same. Obviously, once you get to senior level, it's it's the real deal. Like so, at underage, you're still kids and stuff. So there's obviously a little bit more messing and a little bit more messers i would say but yeah. a sort of um it's a real deal once you go up to answer there's not not much messing around when it comes to it comes to actually performing and winning so um yeah definitely and how have you any mechanisms for dealing with like they'll say pressure like this like you know like a professional environment if you make a mistake it's kind of more mm-hmm. highlighted is mm-hmm. that you do or is it just you kind of go with the flow um pro- probably not one particular specific thing that i would do it's just as you kind of touched on earlier on Nomax, it's control the controllables. So like, it's always next job mentality for me. So if I do make a mistake, like if you dwell on it for the next five minutes, the game just passes you by and you'll probably end up making another one. Well, if you just push it aside and that like, it's, it, it can be difficult to do that. So it's like, if you learn, it takes practice to learn that, I think. And it took a while for me to learn that. Um, but once you can kind of nail that down and get that next job mentality ingrained into you, I think, 
Yeah, it definitely benefits you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, because I'm trying, just trying to find like some tidbits that I can take just for myself for like the getting to be prepared for leaving circuit because that's yeah, a highly yeah, pressurized yeah. environment. So yeah, even just as you're saying, they'll control the controllables. Yeah, take it, yeah. At a time. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. When it comes to studying, I think obviously if you miss a deadline or something, or sort of studying, if something happens and you don't get the study you wanted to do for the week I think instead of dwelling on that it's just about just getting back to what you were going to do and yeah, just yeah. being making sure not making sure you deal with it but just get it get yourself back on the path you wanted to be on I think things generally take care of themselves and yeah uh-huh. I remember reading somewhere I think there's someone saying to me that like for some reason BlackRock did better in the leaving cert the years you won the cup really That's yeah it's strange like oh yeah that kind of I wonder if that was a link between like because you're more focused with say yeah. one aspect kind of translate across. It probably, yeah. I didn't actually know that, but yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that at all. I think everyone like it just puts that you not just the team but the whole year and whole school in a good mood. And I think that's the thing when you're going into study, like if you're not enjoying it or not not that people enjoy study, but as if if oh, things are going well around you, I think it just gives you the extra bit of motivation to put the head down and yeah, stick right. to that. Yeah, definitely. And did you find that hard to say, cause like senior cup would have finished around Paddy's day in March and mm-hmm. then like you had like the three month, like essentially sprint to the yeah. loser. Like how did you find that whole process or what was it like for you? Um, yeah, it, yeah, I think for everyone it is tough. Definitely. It's, it's definitely pressurizing. Um, especially sorry. Cause they're, I think the, final got delayed by five days or something and then there was like two weeks and then the orals were on or something and uh so i definitely would have put a lot of pressure on myself for the orals and and then obviously once they were out of the way kind of eased down a bit but uh, yeah like it, it, i'm not gonna lie to you it is a stressful time and it is it is pressurizing but i think it's just something that you need to everyone needs to get through and like looking back on it now um probably wouldn't do a whole huge amount difference um yeah no definitely i think it's just about keep tipping away um keep, yeah exactly keep tipping away i wouldn't have been a one who sat down on a sunday and made a plan for a week but like if you can at the start of your day just give yourself like whatever four subjects three subjects that you want to nail get a bit of work done on each of them i think that's something you can kind of build on uh leading up to the leaving cert obviously it's going to ramp up what, three four weeks beforehand but yeah, i think yeah. just keep tipping away when you're once you're three or two two or three months out and just build on from there yeah, exactly. that, like, yeah yeah and would you have found that like was a there have been like the would the players who were playing the rugby find it harder to say get better in academics or would you say there's anything there at all um as in like in comparison to people who didn't play would you yeah, say kind of because like there's some people who give up sports and say for six mm. years whereas there's some people like yourself who keep it up the whole way until yeah well like for me any for me anyway i'd say if i like if i gave up sports for the year six year i would have done way worse like yeah, yeah. It, like it just gives you that like, i think people just need an hour of their day where they're outside they're doing something they really enjoy and then sort of as i would say similar to uh, what you're saying about see, when when you win the senior cup, how the school ends up doing better. I think if you're doing something that you like for an hour and a half during the day, it gives you that extra little push to get the get the hard work done in the evening or whatever. And um, so, in terms of in com- comparing, they're probably like I'd, I'd say it's pretty kind of equal. Because yeah. um, obviously, like on a rugby team, there's always going to be people who aren't very academic but then there's some people who, who are so um just the same as people who don't play sports there's obviously going to be some who are some who aren't so 
Um, I wouldn't say there's a huge sort of difference now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because like I remember at back row, like two of the three got six two five. Like oh you know, God, that's crazy. There, yeah, there's yeah. no like because some people think like say rugby players aren't like trying as hard, aren't working as hard, mm-hmm. whereas like just not the case in fairness. Like, no, but, it's not. Yeah. No, because I think sort of the values in rugby or any sport really, so a team sports, I would say, sort of set you up really well for sort of give you that. Uh, what would I say? Um, what's the right word for it? Um, oh, what am I trying to say? Oh, um, as a momentum or something, yeah, 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 exactly. And the determination just to get things done, I think they, they t- it teaches you good values. Um, just to keep tipping away things, yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Yeah, you, thanks a million for this, by the way. I think mm, it was a good little chat, like yeah, in fairness. No, and there's some gems in there, like, yeah, I like yeah. the way you're saying, like, it was like because other people who'd be looking from the outside of Leinster, like in other sports, and that you're wondering, like, how do they keep everyone happy or how does they keep motivated? And you're saying it's the culture where, like, they're the older players are coming in, they're like trying to learn, and they, all, they mm-hmm. also know that yourselves are coming up, like, looking mm-hmm. to take their spot. So, yeah, and how's yeah, exactly. And I think that's why the club has been so successful over. Like 10 15 years, they're just all the way down from the best foot, the top top players, right down to the young lads. Everyone wants to improve, everyone has that individual drive to improve. And unfortunately, the audio for the rest of this podcast didn't end up coming out well, so I'm just gonna wrap it up like this. Uh, thanks again for Liam for tipping on. I appreciate it a lot. Been able to chat to him about leaving Sir Leinster and a lot of other stuff as well. Quite enjoyed it, and hopefully, the rest of you got some benefit out too. I'll chat to you later in the next one then. That's the end of another episode. I hope you've taken something away from this and I'll catch you in the next one. Until then, good luck.